welcome back to another edition of the BSP Podcast. This is Brendan Petrilli here with you. And I hope everybody's doing great after this past weekend of the NFL Draft. And that's what we're going to get into today. And I hope this kind of was like the only thing going around because of the, the lockdown that we've been in in quarantine for the past. Who even knows how many weeks it's been now? Five, four or five weeks going on now. So I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy and, you know, just a little talk about myself real quick is, you know, I, I've been I've been lazy, honestly, with the podcast. There's, there hasn't been a lot to talk about, to be honest. Uh, nothing that's really grabbed my eye, but I really want to start getting back into recording more as sports, hopefully, and the world starts to get back to a little bit of normalcy here coming around the corner in the May and getting into the summer months. So I hope everybody's healthy um, and having and just trying to get through it together. That's all we're doing here so hopefully after this past weekend the nfl draft that was probably the biggest event as uh espn said that they broke many numbers records for people watching at a time over this past weekend where it's all there all that there was even people that aren't big football or sports fans probably were like yeah let me put it on real quick and i thought the nfl did a really great job uh, with the Zoom calls, I mean, yes, it was very awkward at times with Roger Goodell. I think he was absolutely obliterated the whole time. Like, he was either eating edibles or he had, like, some scotch in his glass or something. He was just, you had no idea what he was doing. He went from the t- the suit in the beginning to, like, trying to hug the O-lineman through the, <laughs> through the screen, trying to turn around and get everybody to boo on the fans on the zoom call and you're just like what is this guy doing he's like trying too hard to like turn that like hatred into him into like a joke and just try to he's trying to like roll with it but i'm like oh dude just stop please for all of us but anyway let's let's get into that draft now and i want to today i want to talk about my official reaction to what the eagles the philadelphia eagles did in this 2020 nfl draft and I kind of I'm recording this on Monday after the weekend after the draft because I wanted to gather my thoughts a little bit. Not I didn't want to be one of those people that overreact and just go absolutely nuts saying, "Oh, everybody needs to be fired. They all suck. Like what's going on?" I wanted just to take my time and you know think about my thoughts because I ever, during the first round and the second round of the draft, I'm getting texts left and right, "Dude, what's going on? Like what is this saying about blah blah blah." Blah, blah, blah. So I'm just, I just wanted this as much as I could just like be like, yeah, we'll see. Like, that would be my answer. Like, I, I see where they're going, this and that. But I, I wanted to take it all in a little bit and see how the whole draft shook out. So let's get into it now with the first, uh, first pick for the Philadelphia Eagles at number 21 overall was a wide receiver at a TCU Jalen Rager. And this isn't a bad pick at all. He's exactly what the Eagles need, and that's speed. A guy that goes out and just can put out on the edge and just burn guys. Open up the field for Ertz and Goddard and Alshon if he comes back. Who knows? Um, And then you got Deshaun on the other side. But the thing that really hurt during draft night was CeeDee Lamb is falling and falling and uh, Jerry Judy is falling and falling with Ruggs going the first wide receiver to go off the board to the LA or not LA, um, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, at 12. And just to see those two wide receivers keep dropping and dropping till then Jerry Judy goes off the board at 16 to Denver. So I was like, okay, but um, 
CeeDee Lamb, probably everybody in Philadelphia's favorite wide receiver, is just sitting there. And then it comes up to Dallas, and Jerry they put Jerry and Mike McCarthy up on the thing on their Zoom calls, and they're just smiling, giggling. You're like, no. No. And they're not going to do it, are they? And bam, CeeDee Lamb's their pick. And you're just thinking, why? They have Ode, uh, They have Amari Cooper. They got um, Zeke Elliott. They still got to pay Dak. Like, they got all these weapons. Gallup. Um, and they went and they took the guy that everybody thought was going to fall into the Eagles' lap at 21. Or even, you're thinking, how? We move up with a trade. Go get him. Go get your guy. Because there's a lot of talk of them moving up to, like, 11 or 12 or 13 to go get CeeDee Lamb. But I don't, I don't know. Just like the whole, my whole outlook on that first overall pick is you could have had better. And how we talked after the draft where they're trying to get the best fit for their football team and they aren't just trying to acquire talent. I'm like, Howie, what? That's exactly what you want to do. You want to get the most talent as possible and just make it work. Put that on your coaches. Like if they don't have talent, but they fit your team, how is that? But they can't play. How does that work? Like, go get me the guy that's gonna replace Alshon Jeffrey. Like from that, I really think Alshon's gonna be here to stay for the next year throughout his contract. They're real committed to him because if they really wanted him out off the team, they would have took the cap hit. They would have went up. They would have got C.D. Lamb to replace him. Bam, would have been over with. But no, they went. They took uh, Jalen Rager. I don't think is a bad pick. I mean, there's also other controversy with that pick. It was Justin Jefferson was sitting right there, too. Another guy that everybody really was in love with. And I'm getting texts like, oh, Jefferson's got to be the pick here, or else I'm going to be furious. And then <laughs> Jalen Rager, number 21 overall to the Philadelphia Eagles, and everybody just goes crazy. And then Justin Jefferson goes in the next pick to the Minnesota Vikings. Shout out to Randy. He's a great player. I kind I wish the Eagles had him. Because the thing is, moving into throughout the the rest of the draft is, well, we'll get to that in a second. So let me go to the next pick in the second round for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is at 53 overall, which is probably the biggest surprise in the whole draft. And that is where the Eagles take a quarterback, Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. And a quarterback in the second round, when you just gave Carson Wentz one of the biggest deals for a quarterback, and the guy literally manhand like carried the team the past year with absolutely no wide receivers into the playoffs to win the division, and then you go and draft a backup quarterback in the second round. You could have gotten the, uh, Mims out of um, Baylor. You could have got a couple different safeties, like not even the talk. Uh, like, so this is why I wanted to wait a couple days and think about my thoughts because these are all the things that were going through my head at when they made that pick. I'm just like, what? I was dumbfounded. I was like, what is going through their mind? And sitting back and looking at it, I mean, yes, I am a huge Carson Wentz fanatic. He is my favorite player in the NFL right now. I, everybody knows me. I, I absolutely adore the guy. I love the guy. He's an absolute stud. But I do see the injury problems have been a major thing. Whether, to his credit, whether they're fair or not, that's up to debate. 
I th- he's been putting himself in some bad situations to get injured, and I totally agree with that. And yes, I think you do need a solid backup quarterback to be behind him just in case. Well, I don't think that is 100% fair because he did play all 16 games this past season and will your way to the playoffs. A terrible football team. You name me two to three wide receivers at the end of the year that he was throwing passes to, and I'll give you I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I'm broke right now. I don't I don't got a lot of money. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like he's throwing to nobody's. No offense to these guys. They're in the NFL, and they they deserve to be so. But compared to what else is going on in the league, the talent was just not there. And I think you could have addressed a lot more needs if you would have went Jalen Rager and you went uh, Denzel Mims back to back first and second round. I think everybody's ecstatic. I think that's a that would be a great one two punch. You get rid of Alshon, you have your two next young guys, you got your burner, and you got your big guy that can go make plays. I think everybody would be very happy with that. But I think the Eagles kind of outsmarted themselves here, where they, Howie Roseman kind of says, they take pride in developing quarterbacks, which I guess is true. I mean, Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, and they think Nate Sudfeld is a good player. Who knows? He hasn't played a, a single game, or one game against like, uh, he threw like a touchdown pass against the Redskins a couple years ago. I mean, he might have talent. Who knows? But they they talk about making a quarterback factory. It's is the quote he said, a quarterback factory. And <laughs> I saw um, Bleeding Green Nation change their Twitter account to the quarterback factory. And you're just like, what, dude? Like. I just don't understand. You have so many other needs. I like the player. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts, I think, can be an absolute stud for you. I don't know how much throwing the ball wise, but he's a big physical guy that can go and you can run a lot of different things. You can. What they were talking about is making him the almost Taysom Hill out of um, the New Orleans Saints, their backup quarterback, where he's that little uh, Swiss Army knife guy that goes you do read option plays you put him out at wide receiver um have Carson and him on the field at the same time and really show different looks that get the defenses in very sticky situations so I think that can work out very well looking that's why I wanted to regroup and think about it but I hate trying to talk myself into stuff like that you know like having to find ways to make things fit and look at like the it's just ugly, you know, like you, why, why do I, why do they have to make everything so complicated? I mean, yes, I agree that they shouldn't always take the guy I, I want, you know, I, they shouldn't always take the guy you might want because we're not NFL executives. We're not in the NFL. We're just great sports fans that really have a huge passion for our teams, but they, they should know as the, in their jobs, they should know a lot more than what we know. So I'm okay with them taking their guys. But it's just hard, and I hate trying to nitpick and fit things into search, uh, into situations where it makes sense. Why can't they just make it easy on you, you know? But, I mean, looking off of that, I think you could have, in the first round, you could have went with one of the two middle linebackers that were still there. I think the Ravens got an absolute steal. Shout out to Harry um, with... Uh, Queen, Patrick Queen out of LSU. He's an absolute stud middle linebacker. And then also Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma was also there on the board when the Eagles were picking at 21. So if you want him and like Denzel Mims in the first and second rounds, that would have been an absolute studded draft because the Eagles, 
are in that situation where they've been in the playoffs three years in a row, and they need to keep... They talked about getting younger and getting younger, and they have over this past free agency, letting go of Malcolm. I, I want to do a little breakdown with some of my friends and uh, uh, that are other Eagles fans, and we're going to break down the rest of the whole Eagles offseason in general. Um, maybe this week. I'm trying to ground grind out some content now that everything's starting to pick up again. But if they went with that, they would have more start. Like, in the first and second round are the guys that you should expect to contribute for your team. And the situation that the Eagles are in right now is you need those guys that can co and plug and play. And that's where I think I kind of have a problem with the rest of the draft. I mean, I think they did a lot better throughout day three, uh, day two and day three, where they picked up a lot of speedy wide receivers, where they picked how many? One, two, uh, another two speedy wide receivers, plus uh, a couple O-linemen. And then I really like the guy they picked in the fourth round, Kevon Wallace out of Clemson. Uh, He's a safety. The dude's an absolute stud. I mean, he got kind of was in the shadow of the other Clemson safety that got drafted in the first round this year. But this guy can absolutely ball out, too. And, you know, what was the last thing, uh, the last safety that the Eagles drafted out of Clemson? He worked out pretty well. (laughs) Nah, but not to put any pressure on the kid like that. Brian Dawkins is huge, huge. He's a Hall of Famer. It's huge shoes to fill. But I think he can absolutely be a guy that can step in for you and play. And that's what he's kind of talked about in his press conferences with the media. Is The guy has, he's not shy. He's not afraid to say that he wants to be the best. He's not afraid to say he's going to grind and want to strive to be the best player that he can be for the team. And watching his tape, he's a little slow, but he could lay the boom. And he has great, like, like quick twitch like reactions and he just like he makes plays what the Eagles need after losing Malcolm Jenkins and he, he he'll fill a big hole on that defense I think and then they got a couple other two linebackers that I think are more special teams kind of guys with like rotational with the middle linebackers that they already have and Sean Bradley a local guy out of South Jersey um, from Temple in the sixth round and then their third round pick uh, Davion Taylor out of Colorado. I think these both are very, very fast players. They can move. They got great instincts to go hunt the ball down, and they have potential to definitely, uh, definitely be on the team. And they have um, because they have special teams versatility. But the third, uh, third round pick, Davion Taylor out of Colorado. He this was like their big headline in the draft. You know how they always have. Those like they always need that story point whenever a guy gets drafted, which to better or to worse, like some of them are ugly over this past draft, where they're bringing up like real dark things. And there was a, I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but there was a stretch in the first round or second round. I'm sitting there with my girlfriend. I'm like, I think every person that makes it to the NFL has to have like a troubled story behind them because there was like a stretch of three to four players where it's like their mom died dad got electrocuted by lightning or the the dad had a heart attack and died brother got electrocuted by lightning a couple years later like there was just like these stories mom was a drug dealer and abused drugs for years and you're just like what is going on 
Like, these guys have some fucked up pass. And, like, I, is that the only way you can make it to the NFL is have a troubled time? But kudos to those guys to really battle through adversity. And that's really what life's about, honestly. Getting a little more in-depth there for me spiritually, you know. Everything's about you hit a you hit a side patch and you just keep going, just like what we're doing right now and through this quarantine. You know, uh, there's always going to be um, bumps in the road, but you got to keep on moving forward, and that's what we're doing. And I think having this NFL draft, where it kind of helped take that off, where everything in the news wasn't about the coronavirus. You know, we were able to get mad about the Jalen Rager and the Jalen Hurts picks for the Eagles. You know, to let our minds get off of that kind of stuff and have somewhat of normalcy again where we all overreact to the whatever the Philadelphia Eagles do. And, you know, overall, I just think for the draft, you know, they went and they got a couple of different uh, O-tackles and Jack Driscoll out of Auburn and Prince Tega Wenogu, maybe, also out of Auburn. I, I don't know if I... Sorry if I m mispronounced his name, but... These guys that can, you know, you just can't, you just don't know after the fourth round, you know, like these guys are, you hope, are a Jason Kelsey where they are a all pro Hall of Famer for you in the sixth round, or, you know, even a Jalen Mills type when you draft him in the seventh round and he's a starter for you, a quality starter for years. You just don't know. And that's where my biggest issue is for this draft for the Eagles is you missed opportunities to get plug-and-play guys in the first and second rounds, where you know these guys are studs that, well, all I've been saying to friends and family and on the radio for WQSU before all this, um, before school's online, was you need to go get those guys from Clemson, Oklahoma, um, Auburn, um, Alabama, LSU, go get me these big schools that I know these kids can play under the bright lights. They've had the pressure. They've had great coaches. And just the other players that have come out through those schools, you know these guys can play. And I think they kind of missed that opportunity with drafting those linebackers in the first round where these guys could have been staples for your defense for 10 years. Or, I mean, I'm not saying Jalen Rager is not a bad pick. Uh, he can, he can turn into a, a very good player for long for the Eagles for a long time, which I, ho I hope so at this point because you know you're stuck with them. But you had other opportunities to get those middle linebackers to go and get a Denzel Mims in the second round, not a backup quarterback that you don't know if he's gonna play or not. You know, it's just. There's so many other ways you could have gone, and then you could have gotten those speed wide receivers in the later rounds, and you would have been okay with that. I th it was just it was just interesting to see where this is all we had over the weekend, you know, and just have everybody overreact right away. I'm getting text messages left and right. I'm trying just to see how it all plays out, and I think overall for the draft, I'd give the Eagles a a C plus. I would probably maybe be minus, depending. It, it, but it has the potential to be a very, very good draft. It just depends. If Rager becomes that Deshaun Jackson-like guy, if Hurts becomes, you know, a, a Taysom Hill-type dude where he can step in and do you, um, Howie and Doug can create some 
different those different like um wild not wildcat but different formations that kind of is the new wave for the NFL with the Saints have been doing with Taysom Hill. I think Davion Taylor can be a very good linebacker for you. Um Kevon Wallace he could be a very very solid player. He's probably my favorite pick out of this whole draft class for the Eagles. And then you got some burners um and some some decent depth on the O-line. And at linebacker in the last five to six, seven rounds. So, I mean, wrapping it up here, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, it's it's just it was a lot of fun just to be able to listen to the draft, uh, watch, and just see how it was different. You know, you weren't, when the draft was in Philadelphia back in, I don't know, what was it, 2017? It was the year before they won the Super Bowl. And going down to that and having that atmosphere of people was absolutely insane, and I'm sure Vegas was going to be crazy too this year, even bigger with all the fireworks and the, you know, Vegas puts on a show for everything. So, I mean, hopefully we start moving back to those normalcies. We will be together again, everybody hanging out, and, you know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and I'm happy to be able to sit here and record and give you guys my thoughts, and, you know, let me know what you think. Leave comments. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, you know, just at, at my name, Brendan Petrilli. Um, you know, um, just it, it's been a lot of fun, and I hope everybody's getting through this time. And uh, I'll probably be I'll probably be back later this week with uh, another episode with some of my cousins. We're all big Eagles fans, and I'll get their takes. I know we were all texting during the draft, and a couple of us were FaceTiming, and I'll get their takes and give you guys what they're thinking. Um, about this uh, past offseason for the Eagles as a whole. And we'll kind of wrap that up a little bit. And maybe I'll bring on Harry again, and we'll we'll talk about a little bit of the more, the bigger um, aspects of the NFL draft, the other headlines. You know, Tua going to the Dolphins. Joe Burrow, uh, did the Bengals do enough for him? You know, stuff like that. Herbert, I think the Chargers had a very good draft. I think... Um, I think the Ravens, Harry's Ravens, they had a very good draft. So we got a lot of things coming up in the next week. And I hope you guys stay tuned. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this is Brendan Petrilli on the BSP. What the heck, Siri? <laughs> My Siri, you know, that's also, never mind. They're always listening to us, you know. But <laughs> um, but thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and this is Brendan Petrilli on the BSP podcast. Uh, thank you all so much, and shout out to the 215, and go Birds.